Hello again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets bent. This is episode 71, and tonight I am on fistfuls of painkillers because I broke my ribs, two of them. So, the intended episode of me talking about things I saw during the hurricane, that's kaput, but fortunately, I had a radio interview in the can between me and my friend David Robiano talking about the 1976 Spooky House Classic, Burnt Offerings, and also this year's Blackout Haunted House, it's kinky. And since I'm so high and shit, there ain't gonna be a whole lot of friends. I'm not gonna be doing any voicemail. I'm not gonna be doing any outro. This is all you're gonna hear from me from now. So, until I see you next time, have a very happy Thanksgiving, all you on the state side. And I hope you both stuff and get stuffed. It's the American way. Bye. I mean, not bye. I'm gonna start the show now. But bye. Shut up. Gone. Okay, so the main selection for this week is the 1976 Haunted House classic Burnt Offering, starring Betty Davis, Oliver Reed, and Karen Black. Karen Black like me. That was a stupid joke. Anyway, I can't possibly go to a haunted house all by myself. It's too scary. It's just too scary. So I enlisted the help of one of the best paranormal investigators that I know. Even though he's probably not a paranormal investigator, but I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying, but you know who he is? He is the inevitable. Can I use your last name, David? Of course. Okay. The one, the only, the inevitable, David Robiano. Hey, Patrick, how are you? I'm good, David. How are you? I'm good. I'm thrilled to be on your show. You know, we listen to this all the time. We we lie in bed listening to Patrick scream queens. Are you using the royal we right now? I, I am using the royal we. Oh, okay. We, we. <laughs> meaning me and Kate Middleton lie in bed <laughs> listening to you review our favorite movies. Okay. Wow. That really means a lot. It really <laughs> means a lot. So David Robiano, who the hell are you? Why are you on my show? Well, that's a good question. Um, So I'm the director of entertainment for a club here in New York called the Jekyll and Hyde Club. Um, And uh, I'm sure some of your listeners know of us. Some of your listeners may not know of us. Mm -hmm. But we are a haunted interactive theme restaurant. And we're uh, one of the most famous in the world. And we are in the process of opening a new Times Square flagship location, which I am very excited to say that... uh, Scream Queens Patrick is going to be a part of. Oh, my God. I just found out right now. <laughs> the second. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. What have you won? What are you going to do, Patrick? I don't know. I think I just crapped my pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually used to work at the uh, Jekyll and Hyde Club at its old location. I'm telling the listeners this, not you, because you know that. So I know David from there. I've known him forever. And um, I'm so glad that he's back in my life and he's going to be my new boss. Yay. And uh, make sure that, uh, you know, anybody who's listening to this, come visit us. Uh, it, is, uh, it is a pretty exciting place. It's like walking into a haunted museum where uh, there are special effects and uh, things come to life and wacky professional actors walking around. And, and, uh, there, and there's booze. And there is booze and Thank food. Thank you. <laughs> and food and snacks. Um, yeah, but it's not open yet. Am I correct? Am I correct? I know damn well it's not open yet, but it will be open soon. 
Yeah, within the next week or so, God willing. Oh, my Lord in heaven. So exciting. So let's talk about burnt offerings. How much fun is this movie? I love this movie. I do, too. See, I'm a big fan of uh, Dan Curtis, who uh-huh. wrote and directed it, right? And who also created Patrick. What? What did he create? I don't know. You're killing me. Dark Shadows. Oh, see, I never got into Dark Shadows. Oh. I'm, I'm a big fan of the original Dark Shadows. Well, naturally, even I know the, the remake is ass. Oh, it's horrible. Much to uh, my partner's dismay. At, at one point, I decided that I was going to watch all 1,500 episodes of Dark Shadows. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took me a little bit over a year. Uh, but uh, that's, I did that's it. ambitious. In a bucket list. Bucket <laughs> right. lists. It's I can die than- now. <laughs> Actually, one of uh, one of my listeners and fellow podcasters, Toppy Smelly, who lives out in Pickle Holler, uh, he got the entire 1500 set, 1500 episode collection on DVD from a listener. That's crazy. That's I must amazing. have weighed 700 pounds coming in Amazon. <laughs> you know what the best thing about it is? Is because at that time. They had like one take to do it. And oh yeah, so, well it was like soap opera. It was like live soap opera, but it exactly. Wasn't live, but so they'd be forgetting lines. There'd be sets falling over. They couldn't remember <laughs> who they were talking to, and it all went out. It was fabulous. Uh huh. See, I, it ran on TV when I was a kid, but it was before I got home from school, so I didn't get into it then. And now it's just so big and looming. I don't know where to start. Yeah, start with Barnabas. That's where everybody starts. Okay. <laughs> So, but, but, just, uh, he, David Robiano just schooled me right I on my own show. School you seriously. He did, he did school me. It feels good to be schooled sometimes. I'm not, I'm not an all knowing omnipotent. Pretty, you're pretty damn close to all knowing. I know. I'm, I'm a borderline savant, but, you know, <laughs> I could function in society. That was rude. I have to tell you, we went to go see Burnt Offerings on the big screen, which was kind of fun. Now, you got to see it with uh, the Head of Lettuce Chelsea Clearview Classics, am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Head of Lettuce does every Thursday. She Who's she? she? Head of Lettuce is a fabulous uh, drag queen performer in New York City. And uh, also, like, she's been on Sex in the City and Project sure. Runway and... Every week she does. You have straight people that listen, so you know they may be confused. <laughs> okay, so Project Runway is the show. <laughs> okay, no, they, they're on their own now. Just, just, just stay on topic. <laughs> okay, sorry. So, anyways, uh, she does this every Thursday, and uh, Burnt Offerings was one of her choices, and she talks about it before and does a free giveaway and and stuff like that, and uh, in this case, makes fun of uh, Karen Black's lazy eye. Oh, <laughs> it's not that lazy. It's not like one's, you know, like one's looking at you, the other one's looking around the corner. It's not that bad. But I guess, yes, now that you mentioned, she does have a lazy eye. Thank you for ruining this movie for me. Bitch is a wee bit cross-eyed. Come on. Gee, I, I guess I couldn't put my finger on what was wrong. There's so much wrong with her eyes. <laughs> like in a good way and in a bad way. They're arresting eyes for terrifying eyes. But um, was this one of the ones that she talked all the way through? Because I've seen some movies there where she does commentary throughout. Valley of the Dolls is amazing. My favorite. Her My Valley favorite. of the Dolls is amazing. Um, but yeah, she did. She talked through much of it and would oh. like, every time Karen went cross-eyed, would point her laser pointer <laughs> at the screen. See, I saw the bad seed there, which is another one of my favorite yeah. movies. She, she introduced it and, and, and stuff, but she did not talk through it. Yeah. And some it was, she does and some she doesn't. Yeah, and it was kind of cool that she didn't, but it was fascinating to watch it with a primarily gay audience. Right. <laughs> because it was weird to see, like, people were laughing and everything, 
And I'm like, oh, shit, because there's like some parts in that that are pretty heavy. Because the tie in here is Eileen Eckert. Exactly. Yes. And she played them in the bad suit. She played the mom of the kid who was drowned. And she's got this amazing scene where she comes in drunk and she's just railing at the other mother. And it's hilarious. But then it turns to absolutely heartbreakingly tragic, but still kind of funny. Right. At the same time. But that gay audience went right with it. They laughed exactly where they were supposed to laugh. And when she left at the end of that scene, the audience stood up and applauded. Standing ovation for a movie that's 60 years old. That's fabulous. Yeah. We're a smart audience. Yeah, yeah. And I noticed things that I never noticed before, like how many cocktails they go through in that movie. Like, I don't know how anybody had a liver left. <laughs> yeah, and she did point out things, you know, she pointed out things in the movie that, in Burnt Offerings, that I thought were great. Okay. Um, but, uh, so, you know, how many of your listeners do you think have seen this movie? Um, probably a lot of the, uh, the, uh, old, our generation, I was going to say older, but the, our generation, some of the younger ones, maybe not. Oh, so, it, used to do, it used to do the round on TV a lot, but I haven't got, seen it on such cable. a great cast, right? So it's great cast. Got great cast. So David, you want to run down the basic plot of Burnt Offerings? Sure. Um, so spoiler free. Um, so, uh, a family goes to rent this house for the summer. Uh, it's a dilapidated old house and, uh, you know, everything's dead around it. It's just falling apart. A huge uh, house, by the way, like a borderline mansion. Yeah, huge and just totally falling apart. And there's a brother and sister who uh, live there and they offer Ancient them- brother and sister. Right. And they offer them this house at a ridiculous price. And- $900. For the summer. Mm-hmm. And the only thing they find out is that, uh, one, that they just have to kind of take care of the house, even though, in uh, Eileen Heckert's words, the house takes, takes care, care of, of itself. itself. <laughs> right? And then they find out that their old mother, the brother and sister's old mother, is living up in the attic, and she just has to bring them bring the mother three meals a day and just leave it in the sitting room and pick up the dirty dishes. Yeah, you'll probably oh. never see her is what they're told. She doesn't exactly. come out. And the husband um, is not really down with it, right? Yeah. But right away, Karen Black has this, like, bond with the house. Like, mm-hmm. she has some kind of – she really loves the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, just things start going a little awry, right? And they're also bringing with them their Aunt Elizabeth, who is uh, Betty Davis, and their son, uh, whose name is David. <sighs> yes. Are you sighing? I'm sighing. Why did you sigh? I'm sighing because that kid is one of the most annoying child actors ever. I just, I just can't stand. My know. first note is Davy equals annoying. <laughs> annoying <laughs> Ellen Tate. As, annoying. as a former Davy, I regret that. Regret? Resent? Sorry. Uh, not that. you. This kid. He was annoying in Ben. He was annoying on the Mod Squad. He looks like Ellen Page. It just annoys me. Everything. <laughs> He's a, you got to give him credit, though. He's a pretty good little actor. But there's just something about him I don't like. And there was something weird. Okay, we'll get into that later. There was just something weird in the father-son relationship. Well, yeah. It was just weird. (laughs) So what I thought was really cool was how, like, dilapidated everything was. And then, you know, as the the picture goes along, did I just say picture? Am I, like, 72? You are. (laughs) Okay. So At the Flickr show. (laughs) As the picture goes along, um, you know, gradually, like, the house is getting better and nicer yes right and you know weird things start happening um but like 
there's a greenhouse with all these dead plants that all of a sudden are like beautiful and gorgeous yeah. and not all at once, just slowly. All of a sudden, they're getting better and better. Yeah, absolutely. and Karen Black's taking credit for it all. She's like, oh yes, I've been working in here, but really, the amount of work necessary to do all this for one person, impossible. Yeah, like unless she can do like house restoration, mm-hmm. it seems a little overnight. Yeah, so that's that's the thing. The yeah. house does take care of itself. Um, and also, she never does see the um, the old lady, but she keeps bringing up the food. And like in the sitting room, there's all these pictures of um, people that are just all kinds of time periods and different clothes. Mm-hmm. And and like if it's like the old lady's family, it sure seems like a lot of different types of people in different time periods. Okay, good. Anyways, creepy supernatural things are afoot. The summer does not go well for anybody, and that's the movie. Okay, so I'm just going to go down through my notes. A half hour in, the weirdest thing happens, like the the pool, right? Is that yeah. like the most memorable scene or one of the most memorable scenes in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, there are, there are a lot of memorable. No, I'm going to say no. It's one of the, but no. Okay. Um, we'll get to that. Okay. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> well, like, they get to the house and they're looking at the house. And uh, uh, what's his name? Burgess Meredith and Eileen Eckert are the, are the ancient brother and sister who are their even more ancient mother. They come in and they're like this weird Nancy couple. Right. There was something really gay about both of them. <laughs> like these old spinsters that never married or had any children. And with the way they talk to each other, it's they like old school gay. They Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Eileen Eckert drops a lot of bombs in there that, you know, if you know the story, if you've seen it before, she's basically telling you, you're fucked if you buy this house. Like she said, oh, children are – oh, you have children. Children are, children are good for the house. Right, and you've got the old gal. You've got an old gal coming with you? An old gal, yes. Yeah. And she's like, there are centuries in this room. You know, I missed that. Yeah, it was like when they when – they, when, they, when they were kind, – when – Peter, not what's his name, Ben, the father, Oliver Reed. It's like he's trying to talk her out of it, and he's just like, "Listen, I know." She's like, "I know this place looks bad and everything, but you have to understand, there are centuries <laughs> in this room and this house." <laughs> so it's there's just more. There's a lot of people in this house. Is what space was saying. Anyway, so they go. Anyway, he, he she talks him into. Hold on a second. I just pulled out my micro, my headphone. <laughs> Karen Black finagles his way so oh, her way in so they're renting the house for the summer so then yippee skippy here they come and they arrive in a station wagon and two things struck me I'm like oh my god Betty Davis is making a screen appearance in this movie in a in station back, wagon station in wagon. the back seat of a station wagon <laughs> yep smoking a cigarette being <laughs> Betty Davis uh huh window down I mean window wide closed smoking a cigarette <laughs> I'm like, this is perfect. This is absolutely perfect. Uh huh. It's well, it's wrong. It's wrong, but perfectly wrong. Which makes it perfect. <laughs> uh huh. And actually, I gotta say, Betty Davis is really likable in this movie. It's a very soft performance for her. She really is likable, and she's um, you uh, you definitely side with her, and she feels like she's kind of um, there's scenes in the movie where she's kind of helpless, and it's kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But something that I noticed this time around, and you kind of touched on it, that with Karen Black getting the house in her head almost immediately, there's almost like – the house is almost like an infection. 
Yeah. They each get it in a different way. Like a couple of the people, like she really, she something hits her at first, but Karen Black is gone as soon as she goes up to see the collection and she opens up that music box. She's hooked. Yeah. Whatever starts to happen happens right then. And when I'm talking about the collection, I'm talking about all those pictures that are sitting that David mentioned. They never refer to them as photos or family. Like the brother and sister say, oh, yes, mother's collection. And then Karen Black always refers to it as the collection. Right. Because these are the people that have been collected. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And nobody's smiling in any no. of the pictures either. No. Very creepy. And the music box is creepy. Everything's fucked up. I'm probably playing the music box thing right now. So <laughs> this is good. They get as they're touring the house for the first time, they realize they are super stocked with food. Ding dongs. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's what I was getting to. Yeah, there's two things that are great about this. First of all, when you're realizing, oh, they're like, this is amazing. Not only are we paying 900 bucks, but we've got a summer's worth of food right here. We never have to leave. Right. Exactly. And, and there's so to. much drama about a light bulb. Yes. But the, but the light bulb took care of itself. <laughs> right. It fixed itself. No. What da- why David said ding dongs? It's this really weird piece of product placement. <laughs> the annoying kid. Like they're having – the adults are having a conversation in the kid, kitchen about the, all the food. The kid comes running and he goes <laughs> – grabs Aunt Elizabeth. Dra- Betty Davis drags her to this cupboard and you can't see anything in the cupboard because the light's out. And you never actually show the inside of it. But he points and he goes – I think I see ding dongs right. <laughs> to Betty Davis. <laughs> and Betty Davis is standing there like, yes, those are indeed ding dongs. Although I have seen much bigger and blacker ding dongs in my time. <laughs> and if that's not enough, he says it again. Yes, right. those are ding dongs. <laughs> and, and he's like, there's a case of ding dongs. And then suddenly the light bulb fixes itself and there's this ominous music and the camera zooms in on a light bulb. Not even on a ding dong. No, not a ding dong, but a light bulb. Yeah. Now, when I saw this when I was a kid, I hated Oliver Reed. I mean, I was young when I saw it. I just thought he was mean. Yeah, I think I saw this on one of those late night movies, too, when I was young. Yeah. Uh, And I, I remember being pretty scared by it at the time. Me, too. Me too. Uh, but I didn't really know why. Like elements yeah. of it like came back to me when I was watching and I was like, ah, the collection. Ah, that fucking chauffeur. Right. It's the chauffeur. That, that's the scariest thing in the movie for me. Well, I think as a young person, I think the two things that would be the scariest were A, uh, the chauffeur and the smile and quite possibly my strange attraction to Oliver Reed. Hey, I wrote that down. Oliver Reed looks really hot in his robe and shorts, and when he was working shirtless with the machete. He's hot in this movie. He I mean, no doubt. And I also know he's a huge drunk, so that probably... Exactly, which made him easy to take advantage of. <laughs> Did, but, was it him that had that naked wrestling scene in another movie with another yes, man? Yes, Women in Love. Yes. I've never seen it. But. And Russell? Yeah, I think. Yeah. But no, I didn't get him when I was a kid, and I kind of get him now because the guy that I work with in the in the chorus, our musical director, is British, and he I had a talk with him one night because we're talking. I don't know how we talk, started talking about my life in Catholic school, and he was talking about his life in English prep school, boys prep school, 
Right. And he said there's a phenomenon over there that pay, the men that and probably Justin from the and Woody from the UK would be like, you're full of shit. But uh, there's this phenomenon over there that they're so beaten in this school system to not have any emotions whatsoever about anything that when they get out into the real world and encounter actual things, they don't know what to do and they have breakdowns and stuff. And um, there's actually a great book about it uh, that John Cleese – never mind. Never mind. Well, how to survive your family. But um, – so when I watched this, I saw that. Like, he was having all these crazed emotions, but he's so British. That he just didn't know how to handle yes, them. I'm afraid of my wife, and I'm afraid of this house, and I'm afraid of everything, and I'm having flashbacks to the chauffeur that buried my mother, and just... Well, I really like how you said, like, the house infected everybody in a different way, and sometimes yeah. a very literal way. Yeah. And well, like, when, when talking about your pool scene, just before everything went down... When he was cleaning the pool, Oliver Reed finds this pair of wire rim glasses, broken glasses, and he puts them on for a second. Right. And that's kind of it for him. The next time you see him in that pool, he gets really violent, and you get the almost drowning his son, and you kind of get the idea that things are playing out the way they've done before in the past. Like that's some there's some untold story about those glasses. The kid has the same thing. They go for a walk in the woods, and they find this weird old tricycle in a graveyard. Right. Yeah, and, and after that, thing starts to get weird for him. So, it happens to all of them. Yeah, it, it really does. And I didn't really think of it like that. Which is kind of cool. I just, I just thought I noticed it this time, just because I've seen it a million times. And I was supposed to review it last year on the right. show, but I didn't. So I watched it recently. So things were um, okay. What are Oh yeah, and the pool, the pool area renews itself after that whole violence scene that scared you so much. Right. It was pretty nasty at first, and then uh, the very next time you see it, it looks like a resort. It's gorgeous. And my next my next note is, lemon oil, my ass. <laughs> That's what Karen, she's like, it's amazing what a little lemon oil will do. <laughs> Fuck <Right>. you. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was the pain. It was the fear. It was the anger. It was whatever they did in that pool that brought it back. Yeah, and like, you know, yeah, I, and I restored all the cracks, and I... Yeah, yeah, yeah uh-huh, and I retiled everything? <laughs> Lemon oil. But, you know, I thought, you know, speaking of, like, Betty Davis being so likable in this movie, especially in that scene, you know, he's roughhousing with his kid that totally gets out of control, and then Benji! Suddenly, Benji! And she, <laughs> yeah, you're acting like a fool! Benji! <laughs> But she's like helpless on the side and it's yeah. kind of, you know, it's an intense little scene, I think. Yeah, it is a very intense little scene. Um, and since we're on her, I think it's cool. Well, there's a part in the movie where, okay, all the clocks in the house are broken and there's hundreds of them, it seems like. And then all of a sudden one night they start working. And it's after that, like things really start to go haywire with the people themselves. Like Aunt Elizabeth starts to age. Right. Like almost and, overnight, she's becoming a really old lady. While Marion is seems to be going, starts going back in time. Did you catch this? Oh, absolutely. Suddenly took, she's wearing like high collars and yeah. brooches. And, well, even before that, like she goes back into the fifties and the sixties and the forties, and it's this is nothing that's overt. Like so, this is why it might not resonate with with younger audiences that because like all the stuff that's happening, they don't point at it. Right. It's just happening. And if you catch the fact that her hair keeps changing and now it's gray and now her her, her word choices are getting odd, her right. diction keeps getting better and better. Yeah, and, and she well, definitely does seem start to seem like she's from another time. Yeah. 
Yeah, but then by the end there, she shows up in that scene with the candlelight and the goblets and that red thing. There's like, thing. Right, like a shawl or like the, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, goblets, how old is this house? Or how old is the thing that's in this house? <laughs> and she's like the head of the, you know, because like she's at the head of the table and she's, it's like, kind of like she's running the show. Yeah, and she showed up at a point with a shawl and a bun and a choker. I'm like, come on, meet <laughs> me in St. Louis, Louie. <laughs> and nobody notices. Nobody's like, where the fuck are you getting these clothes? Yeah, isn't that weird that nobody commented on that? Well, it's so subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what? So what do you think? So uh, the thing started to go bad, right? So yeah. what else went bad? The Davy? Yeah, well, Davy's almost killed. Yeah. Because the gas, for some reason, goes on in his room. Is I mean, like, is left open, even though it's the middle of summer. Right, and nobody can get to him. Nobody get the door won't open, the window won't open, and now it looks now. Like I said, Aunt Elizabeth's aging, so now she's getting forgetful, and now the family's starting to think: Did Aunt Elizabeth go in there? Because she said she went in to tuck him in. Did yeah, she wasn't forget that, that she horrible. Turned? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. Because then she's like, you know, maybe I did, I didn't, I would remember. It was sad. It was really sad. She was really vulnerable in this movie. Forget it. In that last scene when she's on the bed. <laughs> yeah, it's all like contorted. Oh, that was crazy. Poor, poor, poor. Are we? Are you? Are you being spoiler free? It's twenty. It's thirty years old. <laughs> so fuck spoiler free. And I don't think it matters. The movie's <laughs> right. scary on its own. I mean, it's not to make a reference to a modern movie, but this movie's insidious. Oh, nicely done. No, I mean for real. It's insidious. <laughs> it's like there's something horrible creeping just below the surface all the time, and you. If you're not looking, you don't notice it. Right. Right. And uh, it's it's it really has this going through the entire movie, which is what I think makes it so good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a second watch movie because like the first time I remember the first time I saw it, even when I saw it in high school, I'm like, this is boring. Yeah. Nothing's happening, but there's always something happening. It's just little things, little things, little things, little things that we're not explaining. This movie does not do any explaining, which I love, too. Right, it just assumes, right? It just, yeah, I mean, it helps you paying attention, and you can make up your own story, because it don't really matter. You won't understand <laughs> it anyway. Um, so if you, if the pool wasn't one of the best scenes, what do you think one of the best scenes was? When that fucking chauffeur shows up the second time. Yeah. Just, not just, the, well, just, not just him, because this guy, this chauffeur is somebody that, that, uh, the father has been having nightmares about. It's the chauffeur that drove his mother's limousine, and he was just scary. You know, he was too pale, and he had this big, freaky smile and mirrored sunglasses. And all it's of a sudden, starts. Smile. It's yeah, that smile. It's the smile. This guy's got a Cheshire cat smile. <laughs> that's nothing. That's nothing good. There's nothing good coming out of that smile. Yeah. It's perma perma blasted on his face, <laughs> and he starts having nightmares about him again. And then the chauffeur starts showing up, and when Anne Elizabeth dies. He comes in the room. Ben is in the room with Aunt Elizabeth taking care of her, and he's so petrified. He is frozen on the floor, unable to do anything. Right. And just trying to scream and trying to – just this, this, that restraint thing I'm saying, that repression. He can't even react to this, so he just snaps. Well, and I think what's interesting is, you know, up until now, we've always thought this is just kind of in his hallucinations, right? Yeah. But Betty Davis sees him, right? Betty Davis seemed to see him. Yeah, she seems to see the chauffeur. So, I mean, you know, it's not just in his mind, apparently. What was that, your earrings? 
Oh, my my puppy. <laughs> that would be my puppy. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you judge me. It's a, I'm not judging you. It's a I'm, Friday night. It's a Friday night. It's a Friday afternoon. For the love of God. <laughs> David, are you drunk? What are you talking about? It's two o'clock in the afternoon. Of course, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that would be Alma's. Uh, you haven't met Alma, my French bulldog's collar. No. Well, you've got to meet her. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I'll bring her to work sometime. Yes, yes. and just um, uh, back to the movie. Just the more <laughs> horrible things happen, the better the house starts to look. And Inclu- the- including like the greenhouse full of completely dead plants. Uh-huh. That suddenly it looks like the botanical gardens. Uh huh. The house actually sheds at one point, like yeah, a snake. I didn't get that at first. That they had to. They he kind of said it, and at first I was like, "What's going on? Why are all the?" shingles are flying off the roof yeah the and shingles then are flying off the roof but there's new ones underneath it so it's shedding like skin yeah and recreating itself yes uh, at a certain point where the, where the father and son try to escape the house there was <laughs> Oliver, Oliver Reed got raped by a tree all of the evil dead <laughs> totally evil dead <laughs> I was like wow I wonder if Sam Raimi got this from this movie and so the fucking stupid son just sits in the car and honks the horn going dad down. I'm like, he's being raped by a tree. Get out and do something, dope ass. And I love the fact that, like, the car was, it, it was like it was in the middle of, like, a ramming, he was ramming trees, he yeah. was ramming everything. The next time you see the car, it's, like, pristine and it's back fine. to the way it was. It's fine. And that's a really scary scene, too, where, where Karen Black just comes in and rescues them and just takes them back to the house. Yeah. I'll take you back to the house. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. But she says it all motherly. Creepy movie. Creepy movie. Very creepy. And then, you know, without totally giving away at the end, um, let's just say that Karen Black makes use of that one good eye. I think it's a great shot. It's a great shot. (laughs) Um, If you don't want to hear the ending, I'd say fast forward about five minutes because I don't want to talk about it. Because this is the first time I actually really got the ending. So we're going to give you five seconds. Five seconds, you have to get out of the room because we're going to talk about the ending of the movie. Ding! Okay. okay, so at the end of the movie, they decide to leave. Davy almost drowns in the pool. Right. Or did that happen already? Uh, that had already happened already. Uh, Which, by the way, he's like, Dad, watch me dog paddle like an asshole in the deep end. I'm, I'm 14 years old and I'm dog paddling. Look at me, Dad. Look at me, Dad. Like I said earlier, there's a weird kind of relationship. They touch each other way too much and they're always kind of half naked when they're doing it. It's very strange. It is kind of true. There was a lot of uncomfortable half naked 12-year-old boy that didn't have to be in there necessarily. With, with, with half naked dad. Right. Yes. It, it seemed really, like a little. Really, excessive. just wanted to have sex with his wife. That's all he wanted. <laughs> he did. There was a scene in the pool. She's like, no. And yeah, he's like, well, please, it's, please, Marion. It's been remember so they long. Would have sex on the lawn. Yeah. Well, first they're in the pool, and then they go to the lawn. And she sees the light in the window, and she doesn't want to do it. Yeah, but she clearly has been like not giving it up for a long time because she belongs to the house now. Right. And Mrs. 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 What the fuck is their fucked up name? Arbingale, something like that. Allardyce. 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 I tried to see if that was an acronym for something. Was it? Couldn't come up with anything. Because uh, it's such a weird name. It is a weird name. Yep. But anyway, I guess it was after that whole thing that Karen says, you're right, we're leaving. 
Let's go. They pack up the car. And why does she decide to go? Like, why? It seemed kind of strange to me that, you know, she's so part of the house and then, you know, something jars inside her that she's, okay, we're going. I don't know. Maybe because he started talking again because he was, whatever happened with the chauffeur, Oliver Reed was so frightened. He stopped talking and basically couldn't move. It was catatonic. Right. Until David drowned. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the hell it was. Whatever. She's Karen Black. Her eye saw something <laughs> that we couldn't. You're horrible. But That's awesome. they're packed up and they're leaving. They're leaving. They're in the car. And she goes, you know, I really should just check on Mrs. Allardyce before we go. And it's just like, come on. You just know from that moment on, you're like, uh, this come is- on. This is what I thought was interesting. In this last scene when they're packing up the car, that gray streak in her hair is gone. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It was. Yeah. Um, and again, this is me being this is me being awesome film critic and like totally smart. She went back in the house and I thought one thing. I never thought this before. Lot's wife. Oh yeah. She turned back and fucked him all up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she goes back in and she goes to check on Mrs. Allardyce and she never comes back out. So Alvarez goes in and fucking shit. I don't even understand this completely. Well, um, I do, but I don't. Like, it's hard to put into words. I mean, she, she never existed, right? Here's my thing. Okay, because he opens the door, and now Karen Black is the old woman. She's aged. She's sitting in the chair. She throws him out the window. Her eyes are green now. Right. Um but I kind of got the impression this time, again, for the first time, I'm like, the old lady is the house. The house is the old lady. Mm. Whenever, they, whenever they refer to the house, they refer to our mother. They were always talking about our mother, and they refer to both the house and the old woman as their mother. That's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, the, this, they, it's, like, really about her. It's like the mother, whatever, the mother of the family, it becomes the mother of the house, and the house goes on because it's got a new mother. Right. It absorbs her or whatever. I don't really understand on a full level. And then the rest of them are just food. Right. And so then tell them what happened to uh, Davey. Well, well, Oliver Reed goes flying out the window. Lands smack on the station wagon where Davey's sitting. He's like, Dad! Dad! Pretty graphic for 1976, right? I mean... Uh Oh yeah, it was pretty great. His face goes through the uh, the windshield. This is bleeding all over the poor kid. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, no, mom, Dad, mom. Then eventually the chimney falls on him. In the longest slow motion scream ever. Really high, really long. Yeah, and but I mean, I think it was pretty. It was pretty creepy and dramatic, like to have this huge chimney fall on this yeah. Little boy. Yeah, this tiny little boy. But they, even the house was like, shut up. Yeah, right. Shut up. You're so annoying. I'm sick of you two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> I hated you and Ben. Thank you for that awful song. <laughs> and uh, and then the final shots is them. This 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 this. It's the Allardyces. The other they're back and they're like, oh, isn't she beautiful? She's mm. so beautiful again. And it's again she. Who are we talking about? Right. We're talking about the house. We're talking about Karen Black. Yeah. Either way, what doesn't matter. And the final shot is just the collection again. With the jukebox playing, fucking the not slow jukebox, pan not ju- across and the, the slow uh, pan across the pictures. And there's three new pictures. Benji, Davy, and Aunt Elizabeth. 
Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Apparently, Hell has a Sears portrait studio. <laughs> yeah, because everybody else's was like kind of this little size. Theirs was like practically an eight by ten glossy. Well, yeah, well those, they were all different sizes too. But um, yeah, well, you know, they're the stars. But maybe they get smaller over time. Maybe the pictures get eaten over time too. But I love this movie. I really do too. I I think it's a great movie and uh, surprisingly uh, scary and disconcerting. I think and aged well. It's really not dated. There's nothing dated about it. Yeah, except, the dial, except for the dial telephone. <laughs> I, you know, all my, the lines are dead. That part was good too. <laughs> all the lines are busy. No matter what line, was <laughs> busy. My my boyfriend hates scary movies, uh, and I took him to this. I'm like, oh come on, it's from 1976. There won't be anything scary about it. It'll be fine. He was creeped out by it and kind of pissy with me afterwards. Well, deservedly. I mean, I I would have think I would have thought that um, Hedalatus might have tempered some of that. Uh, she really was pretty. I thought she was, for the most part, pretty respectful of it, and she uh, she wasn't as throughout as she often is mm. Mm. on this one. Well, well, good for her. Good for her. She knows. She knows. She knows how to do her shit. Yeah, but you know, it's also it's on Netflix instant streaming too. Yes. I saw. Although, did you see the description? They say. Um, some friends from California gather what? in an old house and discover things going wrong. I'm like, what? Does it really? That's what it says. In the I'm on Netflix right now. I'm pulling it up. Doopie 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 doo. Slow connection. Okay, mine doesn't say that, but I really? can't look for it. That maybe they fixed it. The wow. vacation, the vacationing Marion, David, and Ben, Elizabeth. Yeah, that's totally not what mine said. Mine said some friends from California. Uh, vacation in an old house and things go wrong. Maybe that was bent offalings. <laughs> bent offalings, exactly. That's like the, isn't that the gay awful? The porn version, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and by the way, nothing gets burnt yeah. in this movie. But um, uh, have you read the book? I have not read the book. I have not read the book. My friend Owen has told me about the book. He says it's very close, but yet very different. And you know, well, the, the, nothing burns in the book either. I wonder if it's uh, if the book is creepier. It probably is. It yeah. probably is. He loves the book, but um, you know, he he also likes. Um, well, never mind. He also likes the pirate movie with Christy McNichol. Oh. Well, I mean, there are reasons to like the pirate movie with. Yeah, but not not these reasons. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, it's a really good adaptation of the Pirates of Penzance. No, it's not. <laughs> it's no, it's really not. You like the pirate movie the same reason you like the Blue Lagoon. <laughs> well, he doesn't have his butt out in this one. I know. That's a shame. But no, he's... but I mean, if, if, any, if people like, I don't understand the title. Like, people on Netflix, you know, those stupid people are kind of like, the title, nothing gets that on fire. I'm like, it's a religious reference. Right. Sacrifices. Right. So they all the sacrifices to the mother. <laughs> uh, well, so anyway, last thoughts? No, that's about it. I just think if uh, if you haven't seen this one, this is a good one. This is a great one. And young ones, learn patience. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there are some movies that really kind of start slow and you're like, oh, okay. But then they really pay off. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What was the movie about the twins that you got me hooked on? About the Other? The Other? Boys? The other? Yeah. Great. That was a no, great movie. Say- Feels kind of the same, has some creepiness to it. It's uh, just just made me think of 
think of that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. Very similar, very similar. And I, what I love about the other is that ninety percent of it is in this yellowy sunshine. Uh, ain't it a beautiful morning? Kind of setting, right? It looks like the fucking set of the Waltons, right? But this, but this, just, this is something very wrong going on in that movie. And even if you know the big twist, it doesn't matter. It's still fucked up, right? Right. And it's, anyway, but are we talking about that? No, we're not. We're talking about burn offerings. That we're done talking about burn offerings. Awesome, but David. Patrick, I'm not gonna let you go. You're not gonna let me go? No, we have more to talk about. What are we talking about? Let's talk about the blackout haunted house. Oh, blackout. But not now. We're going to play the music and we'll be right back after this. What is about? There's something revolving. Whatever may come, the world keeps revolving. They say the next big thing is that the revolution but to me it seems quite that it's all just a little bit of history. I'm the only, the amazing David Robiano, and we're here to talk about the Blackout Haunted House. Now, I know a lot of you listeners, this is, y'all love this thing. In the past two years, everybody, like, eats this shit up because it's dark, perverted, and kinky. And unlike any other haunted house experience you're going to get. But this year, I could not go. But David did. So David's going to fill me in. Well, this was my second year going. I just I went you an innuendo. <laughs> I got it. Sorry, fill me in. Um, fill us all in. We'll wait. I, I would love to fill you all in, but so little time. Um, you know, I went last year based on your recommendation, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, you got special treatment last year. I think uh, they they knew you were Scream Queens, yeah. And so after hearing your breakdown of it, we were all like, kind of looking for those same things to happen to us. Uh huh didn't totally okay uh this year though really sexual like it's really sexual and really creepy so for those of you don't know blackout is the one haunted house where you sign away your rights you sign away liability yeah you sign away permission for them to touch you and grab you. You say there'll be nudity. They tell you there'll be nudity and, and uh, situations and intensity and all this other stuff. And by the way, a lot of other houses since then have been adding this waiver BS. These guys were the first and they actually mean it. 
Yeah. Um, I saw Nightmares this year added some kind of, um, they didn't add a waiver, but they marked people who could be touched. Yes, I talked about that too on the last episode. Yeah. Which is a great house this year. Loved it. Loved it too. Really, really. I think it was his best. It yes, was really good. Easily, easily. Yeah. So um, with Blackout, um, so the first thing they do is they tell you go stand at that door with your back to the door. Now, and as you're standing there, the door opens and some guy grabs you from behind mm-hmm. and pulls you into the house. Yes. Hold that thought, David. Because the other thing that David should, uh, w- was going to mention, I'm sure, before I interrupted him, was that this house, you have to go through alone. Right. Totally alone, totally in the dark. You must go through alone. And uh, you can, at any time, you can yell safety. And if you yell safety, someone will come and get you and escort you out, but you're done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the guy pops out of the wall. Yep, he pops out of the wall and he pulls you from behind and uh, drags you in. And uh, the first thing you're done is uh, that gets done to you is you're blindfolded. Uh, there's mm-hmm. goggles put on you. Um, and they, uh, in your ear, they're saying, you're not allergic to anything. You don't have any conditions. You don't have anything. You know, people will touch you. Don't touch the, you know, that yeah, kind you of don't stuff. have epilepsy. You don't have asthma. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they push you. I mean, they're really physical, really super physical. And the first thing they do is they pull you into this room, shove uh-huh. you up against a wall Ooh. and earphones. I know. And that's the problem with all of this house for a heterosexual man. I bet it would be really scary. Yeah. That was my problem too. Yeah. I was kind of, I'm like, yeah, come on, baby. <laughs> Wait, it gets worse. So they put earphones on you with blaring heavy metal. Just mm-hmm. Ooh, ah, metal. Okay. And, uh, and you're blindfolded and then they move you over to this wooden table. They spread your hands out face down on the wooden table and Uh, tie you to the table. What? And then they spread your ankles. What? (laughs) Yes. So you're like tied with your hands, uh, on a table and you can't hear anything or see anything. Right. And then all of a sudden though, you start sensing a hammer on the table near your hands. A what? Uh, like a mallet. You hear a mallet. Oh. On the table, um, and it's getting nearer to your hands. You can feel the, you can feel it. Okay. And then all of a sudden, you feel something that at first feels like kind of a blade on your fingers. Ah. And it's going all against your fingers, and then you realize that it's it's probably compressed air is what it is, but it's going all through your fingers, Ooh. which is kind of cool. And then you know, for good measure, they like then take the compressed air and like shove it down in the back of your pants and around your face. <gasps> oh my. I know, right? So then they they push you through into another room and uh, there is a naked boy on the floor. Really? In the nightmare? In the blackout haunted house? Really? Blackout. He is full on naked on the floor. Surprise. Yes, and, okay. Uh, with like a mask on and he's kind of fucked up and, and then he like stands up and somehow he's like super tucked in. I don't know how he did that. Oh, uh, oh, Silence of the Lamb tuck? Yes, exactly. Ah, okay. Ew, so he, st- I know, right? so he gets up off the floor and you're like, let me see you. Po- oh, no. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> nothing to see here. Oh, and no. Then he starts sliding up your legs oh, and like ooh. up until he's standing right next to you. And then he presses up against you puts his arms around you and is like kind of creepily licking your ear and like talking in your ear. (laughs) Oh God. And he's saying things like dance with me, dance with me. 
and you don't know where to put your hands. <laughs> you've got this like naked boy, and what he's doing is he's back. And you're not supposed to touch anybody. Exactly. Yes, and no talk. So. And and he's backing you up into another room mm. and saying, "Dance with me, dance with me." So that also means that he's really pressed up against you. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. You back, and you don't know what to do with your hands. <laughs> to touch him. <laughs> So it's very awkward, very creepy, very strange. I imagine for like a straight people, yeah, <laughs> it would be very difficult. Um, then at one point you are, um, then they like throw you to your knees. Um, it's pitch black. You're thrown to your knees. Um, they uh, and you just wait there for for a few minutes. Yeah, and yeah, then, they, they, yeah, they've done that before. Yeah, and like you'll feel like just a finger on your ear. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And waiting in the dark that is probably the scariest thing of anything sure sure um your imagination goes crazy i remember that the first time i went yeah it was i thought it was one of the most effective things about last year too is just and it's like how do they see and how do they you know then they move you into this room and i might be getting my uh, sequence mixed up but they move you into this room and it looks like a seedy old apartment and there is a naked girl well a girl wearing like a, a nightshirt and she, she's like, I want you to see this. And she's oh, no. on the couch and she pulls down her panties Ugh. and then she reaches up inside Ugh. and like pulls out a full condom. And like, I don't know, like if she stores it there for safekeeping, what? <laughs> she's like a semen sommelier. I don't know. Sommelier. <laughs> <laughs> But she um, she comes over then, and she like kind of rubs the the condom. Of course she does. In her, of course she does. I'm surprised she, did she empty it in your mouth? Because it's normally the kind of shit they do there. No, she emptied it in her mouth. She drank it. That's uh, very selfish of her. Right, <laughs> it was very selfish of her. Um, then you get blindfolded again. You get pushed into another room, and you uh, you're forced to kneel down. And then there's this naked girl straddling you. What? And. Yeah, and so she's like, she's like, take off your blindfold. I want you to see this. I want you to see this. And she's also straddling a bucket. <laughs> and oh so no, oh no, no, no. You know where this is going. So then, no, it, well, I don't know. Well, that could go a couple of different ways, and I don't like any of them. <laughs> well, and if anything, it starts with okay. There was this girl, and she was straddling a bucket. It's not going to end well. <laughs> right. She's like, I want you to see this. And then she takes. It sounds like she is taking the biggest shit of her life. <laughs> And she's straddling you, and the bucket's kind of <laughs> in her legs. And then she's like, oh, isn't that hot? Isn't that hot? I want you to feel it. And, of course, she takes your hand, and she shoves your hand into it. Naturally. 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 And then she pulls it out, and then she starts rubbing her hand and your hand on your face with, like, the whatever it is. The so, so, in other words, you should have gotten a T-shirt at the end of it that said, I got shit-faced at the Black Hat Haunted House? <laughs> At blackout. Exactly. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Right. They can copy that for next year. I'll be here all week. Uh-huh. So uh, there's that. Then, then at one point, they throw a plastic bag over your head. There was a lot of um, there was a lot of grabbing of your neck. There was a lot of kind of choking. Uh-huh. Um, they put a plastic bag over your head, uh-huh. um, and uh, this guy licks your face is like <laughs> your <laughs> through, face. The ba- oh! <laughs> through the plastic bag is like biting your forehead Wait, but can you breathe you can but you know it's it's kind of yeah it's interesting 
it's you can't. Okay, so you're you're mildly suffocating in a plastic bag, and some strange man is licking your face. Right, exactly. Sounds Happy like- Halloween, folks. <laughs> then at one point you're thrown into this chair and this guy, uh, they, there's a lot of like, they grab you from behind uh-huh. and one guy's like, Oh, fucking beefy. Just how I like it to me. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, we're going to have fun. And, uh, clearly was playing, tweaking my nipples. Like there was no doubt. Like, oh, was, well, like, for the know. most part, they really didn't. They like came close to touching your junk or whatever, but they didn't really. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that guy clearly was. Okay. Um, well, and, well, well, do those count as junk? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, because it's not bathing suit area for boys. I feel like women would count them as junk. <laughs> I, <laughs> that came out yeah, tell that. Yeah, tell that to a girl sometime. You know, your tits are junk. <laughs> that came out wrong. You know what I meant. Yeah, I know, what you, know, I know what you meant, but it's just like out of context. I know, right? So at one point, you're Republican a chair, for and a guy says, we're going to play a game. No oh, God. And he holds your nose and your mouth, and he's like, you're going to tap my leg when you can't breathe anymore, motherfucker. And uh. I don't know if I could still kind of breathe. Like, he wasn't, he didn't have me good, and I don't know if he was, that was on purpose. And you're a singer. Or, you can hold your breath forever. Right, or if he just had the, a bad gra- grasp on me, mm. but I tapped his leg anyways. Um, That's not my leg. Yeah. Uh, at one point, you're thrown into this uh, room where this creepy doctor-like guy is like, you don't want to piss me off. And he's like, you want to tell me? I want you to tell me your dirtiest story. He's like, what do you like? What have you done? Like, sex in parks? Sex with animals? Kids? Come on. Uh, tell, me, tell me your dirtiest story. Uh, and did yeah. you? Uh, I made some shit up. Or did I? Or did you? <laughs> right. And then he's like... That's between you and your doctor. Exactly. And, and he's he was like, a doctor, so <laughs> he's like, You're pissing me off, you're pissing me off. And suddenly he takes a staple gun to you ah! on your body and you like feel the staple gun, but obviously not real staples, whatever. Yeah, well. Um and then the last thing, um, there's a uh they hand you pliers, which just seems like a bad idea to hand anybody like a tool. Um needle nose. But they pliers hand you or pliers. pliers? They were like little pliers. I don't know. I'm not I'm a sorry. Legend. Sorry, I, I just went butch on you. I'm sorry. I don't know what kind of pliers they. But were. your mothers are. Yeah, my mothers are lesbians. Yes. But, uh, David does have two mommies. So, <laughs> um, so you go in this room and you have a pliers, and there's this crazy girl crawling around on the floor. She's and I couldn't tell she was a girl at first because. She was. She had really short cropped hair. She was wearing like boys' briefs, uh-huh. uh, and she wasn't particularly robust at the top. Her so, junk wasn't much. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So, uh, but it was a girl. And at one point, she takes the pliers and and your hand, and she puts them on her tongue, and she pulls out something mm. out of her tongue, and then she screams and like, "You've got it! You've got it! Get out! Get out! Get out!" And she pushes you out, and you're out of the house. Yay! Yeah, so it was very, very sexual. At one point, they chained you to the wall and were well, like... You skipped that part. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. They they bring you into a closet, and then they chain you to the wall and, like, tickle you. And I'm like, no, stop it! Just another Saturday night. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Um. So it was... Uh, I, I think it was better than last year. Okay, uh, good. I also don't think it was quite as... Gary is some of the stuff last year. Yeah. Hey, David, guess what? What? I went. I lied. 
Oh. Hey, I wanted to hear you talk about it without me interrupting every 30 seconds. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so what did you think? I thought it was okay. Yeah. Uh, now that I've done it three times, I feel like I've seen everything that they can do. This was one of the. This was much better than last year, but things kind of went in sequence, the way they do every year. Right. Like here's this happening, and then there's the word doctor guy, and here's the naked person who's doing this, and here's the girl that pulls something out of her hooch and pushes it on my face. Right. It's kind of gotten a formula. However, there was there was a lot of stuff that was great about it. Like that kid that came crawling out butt ass naked. Right. Because he came slithering across the floor. Like a snake, and he came out from under a black curtain, and so he's doing it slow, and he's making this. Uh, and at that point, I'm like, "Oh God, what the hell? What the hell? Yeah. What the hell? What the hell? What the hell?" <laughs> and then I'm like, "No junk. Oh God, no! What the hell? What's happening?" <laughs> and you're right. Of course, he was. He was saying, "He was like, hey, go fuck me later. You gotta fuck me later. Stands for a snake. Go fuck me I'm like, this is so fucked up. This is again. I'm like, what do I do with my hands? Like, right, it's true, right? I you put them. I left them exactly where he put them. Yeah, and I let him lead. I'm like, because I don't know what to do. Yeah, right. But they were really physical, really physical. I mean, I got the hell beaten out of me. Yeah, I did. I really actually sort of, in the first room, I lost a contact lens. Oh no, it probably happens a lot. Nobody move! <laughs> he like hit me in the eye with like I think his light or something, and I don't oh, think he meant to. Yeah, yeah obviously he didn't mean uh, to. Uh. What did you think about the girl with the uh, the condom? That I was rolling my eyes at because that's that's the part that's gotten really obvious that's coming up. As soon as I get in the mic, oh here's the girl and she's gonna do something gross with her hooch. Right, right, and she did. And this was the least gross thing that anyone's done with their hooch. For those of you who didn't hear Patrick talk about it last year, last year uh, you had to reach behind you between a girl's legs and she would say, pull the string, pull the string. And you pull a string and hear this suction and then all this liquid falls down on your hand and it's like a tampon and then they shove it in your mouth. <laughs> uh-huh. And I think you were tied up too so you couldn't take it out. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I was, th- yeah, it was that when I realized last year because I'm sitting with it in my mouth and I'm going... <laughs> I know it wasn't in there, but this this has been steeped in something. Oh, yeah. It's a flavor besides cotton, and I think it's beefy. I'm paying $15 <laughs> to suck a beefy tampon, which the reason I wasn't going this year is because the price had jumped for some reason all the way up to $50. Yeah. But true. then with the hurricane, you know, they went longer than – they went past Halloween because they had to close for a week, and they were pretty much given tickets away. Yeah. So I went for 15 bucks. With a special coat. And what was scary, the best part was me waiting to go in because there was literally nobody there. Yeah. Nobody. So I'm sitting in the chair waiting for the guy to come out and just like, this is really fucked up that there's nobody here. And wasn't that weird that they have like three chairs kind of facing nothing? Yeah. Yeah, but also under this, there's all this weird industrial kind of like music with this pulsing almost like heartbeat that you can hear throughout the house. And it's very... Unpleasant. Right. Very unpleasant. Um, um, the thing is, oh, that guy you were talking about, the guy was like, I like you. Oh, you're nice and beefy. And, yeah. And it changed it to the wall. And that, that actually was scary because it hurt. Right. Because he had, he had your face up against the wall, but your face is pushed over to the right. And like your nose is getting squashed. And when he straps your neck in, it's tight. Right. And I, it starts I, tickling me. Uh, but – I liked him. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, there's so much of it. I reached back and I'm like, ooh, hairy arms. <laughs> nice. I like you. Ooh, and I'm feeling like his body up against me. Like, ah, you're my size. You're nice and, you're nice and burly. 
I mean, that's like lumberjack. the problem with it is that, you know, okay, am I supposed to be scared or turned on? Because, you know. Well, I could see that. Like, the first year, that was more of an issue with me. But now I'm kind of used to it. Like, I thought well, since they were charging so much more that they were going to go someplace different, and they didn't. So I'm a bit disappointed. I think I'm done with Patrick, them for a while. All the stuff that they did to you, a lot of the stuff that they did to you last year. Yeah. Like, um, they didn't do that to us, our group that went through. Um, yeah, I think it depends on who's there because you mentioned some stuff that didn't happen to me. Oh, really? Just now. Uh, or not quite the way you described it. I'm like, oh, that would have been much better had that happened. <laughs> and actually, I had gotten to the point where I was done. Like, by the time I got to the doctor, yeah, I was done. Right. Because I'm like, I get it. You're going to throw me around. <laughs> Just in the gross. So by the time they handed me the pliers, I'm like, <laughs> and they put me in that bathroom, and that bathroom was where everything bad happens to me because that was where I found out that my current boss at the time was working at the house, and he was in there butt ass naked, and his dick kept hitting me in the face. <laughs> this is wrong. This is wrong. This is not scary. This is wrong. Hi, Carlo. Are you listening? Well, um, and Carlo, thanks for making us, you know, reach our hand into a toilet and look for a key. That was yeah, awesome. but again, that was the same thing like the bucket. Right. It was. I'm putting my hand in something gross again. And by the way, the, her poop was cold. It was dirt. <laughs> It was clearly dirt, and it was ice cold. She's like, isn't this hot? I'm like, actually, it's cold, bitch. <laughs> oh, but there was that one point with the bag on the head. Well, first of all, I had the bag on your head. You're being knocked around by a couple of girls. And yeah. Like, you know what you did. You know what you did. And this other one's like, look what you did to me. Remember what you did to me? So I'm like, oh, fuck. What did I walk into? This is, like, really bad. <laughs> that part was scary. And then when the guy was licking my face, I don't know if he did this to you. He's biting me. He bit, yeah. He, he was biting my on the forehead, and it hurt, and it was kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> Did I forget any rooms? Did I forget anything? I don't know. The whole thing is kind of a blur. Oh, yeah. There was one point. There was a room that was kind of not really strobing. One of the million times they force you on your knees. Yeah. And I just remember being on my knees. Oh, oh, the guy who kept putting the flashlight in your face. Oh, I don't think I got that. I don't remember that. It was a white room. He had drawings on the wall. And he pushed me down. And he was he would turn me around and say something to me. No, I'm sorry. No, he would ask me a question with a flashlight in my face, and then he would turn me away to answer. And then when I answered, he'd flip me back and put the flashlight back in my face. He was unnerving. But at a point, we had me on the on the ground. I'm looking at the little drawings. It reminded me of John's lobby at the Nightmare House. Right. Is that the? That's not the dirty story guy, right? No, this is not the dirty story guy. This was on the way to the guy with the hairy arms and his friend. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I don't. I don't know if I didn't get that or I didn't remember that. Well, it wasn't very long. It was clearly just waiting for the people ahead of you to get out of the room. So he didn't do much, but he was unnerving in his own right. And when I was down there, I was looking at the pictures. I'm like, this is fucked up. This is this little detail down here is fucked up. That's pretty cool. And did you see, did you catch a glimpse of their, you walk right through their control room? In the very- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that. Because all through the last house, I was like, how do they see where you are? Like, well, how I do they? they- I, I saw a doc, uh, like a behind the scenes thing, and I saw them with their night vision cameras. Or, yeah, or and a huge wall of like flat screen cameras so they could see what was going on in all parts of the house. It was pretty yeah. cool. Um, and it was cool they took you through there and it was at the beginning and it was creepy to see all that. Like, oh, fuck, perverts. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you liked Harlecker's house this year too, right? Nightmare I really Killer. liked it. I really, 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 really liked it. I did too. Um, just because it was working on a couple of different levels. It wasn't just boo. It wasn't just a storytelling house. It was just... That weird bend, blend of reality, but somehow managing to make like, the grimness of the reality of it, but still managing to make it entertaining. Right. And interactive. Well, and, and and challenging you. Like the girl right at the very beginning. Oh, yeah. Was, why are you here? 
Yeah. Why are you here? These people were killed, and you're it's coming. My baby. Here? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's what you think is fun. Yeah. Yes, I do. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, but then, but then it like, but it still managed to go like with like a, one of my favorite things was like for the Lizzie Borden section of the house. They went old school haunted house. Right. The the whole last, it builds, it really, that house really had like a build to it. Yeah. And to the end, to the very end where it's like just pure haunted house. Like, yeah, because you, well, you, 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 you can't leave a haunted house without being chased out, being chased right. out by a guy with a chainsaw. <laughs> right, exactly. But this is actually a reason. There was a historical reason for the guy with the chainsaw because it was um, him, that guy. Who's- yeah, it actually, some of the rooms, the, the fog room was really badass. Yeah, they did. They had that set up for the vampire house. Well, because I, I said on the last show, John took me through on a tour because I was going to work there, and that room on its own was just terrifying. And yeah. it's and they said it was a mistake. Really? Like they filled the room with smoke, and it got too filled before they had put anything in it. Like, wait, there's way too much smoke. We can't see. We can't turn off the thing. And then somebody said, "This is fucking awesome with the light." Yeah, and because uh, you can see each other, but it just looks like you're nowhere. Now they actually have to use three different fog machines to get that like perfect effect. Mm. Three different kinds of fog machines now. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I was the Gacy guy that got sucked down the door. Me too. So you missed the same parts I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's what, um, again, I took my boyfriend who was furious at me. <laughs> so because I was like, well, it was fairy tales last year. It wasn't scary that's at all. Exactly it. I was like, we went to fairy tales. It wasn't that scary, so this will be fine. And then, so and the two of us went through alone. I think John set it up so the two of us went through well, that's alone. Nice. I would have liked that because it's always I, one of the things I hate about these haunted houses is when you go through with groups is that there's always some stupid girl who gets everything. Yeah, and she's usually some drunk who doesn't deserve all the attention, and the rest right. of you are like, I paid. I'd like to hear what's going on. Anyway. Actually, you know, actually what happened, I I forgot now, is that we went in, they put us in with just one other couple, uh-huh. and the second that they put you in that first entry room, right, uh-huh. they put your back up against the wall, yeah. before you even go into the 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 mother's uh, yeah. kitchen, the girl, the couple freaked out, and they left. <laughs> so, I mean, like, they had just walked in. She was wearing, like, $500 silver heels, like, they uh-huh. clearly weren't. And, uh... So it ended up being just the two of us. It was kind well, of well. Cool. That was a waste of forty dollars. Yeah, exactly. But uh, we had a blast. I thought it was really super, super, super well done. And by the way, John Harlicker is coming back too to work with us. Is he? I'm so excited. Yes, we all we all know each other from the Jekyll and Hyde Club. Yeah, so I'm very excited, Patrick. This is so much fun today. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, sir. I'm glad you could drop by and take some time out of your day to sit down and talk with us. Because I think, honey, you're the whole show this week. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. stressful. No, it's not. So to your listeners, if if I was boring, I apologize. <laughs> you were not boring. You talked about dirty things. <laughs> They're like, oh my God. Well, that's awesome. That well, didn't thank happen you. at the church basement haunted house. I just had to put my hand in a bowl of spaghetti and they told me it was brains. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, Jesus any, brains. Yes, anytime, because I think your podcast, Patrick, is the best around. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. There's one more day left to vote. Go vote. I voted already. Today? I did. I voted today. Go By the time it. they hear this, it's going to be too late. I know, and I'll be having this edited out, so it's okay. Okay, good. I'll tell them to go back and vote anyway. Just bother the people. All right, David, thank you very much for joining me. It has been awesome having you. And uh, is there any place people can find out more about you? Or do you do that? Or Twitter? Or 
Sure. You can follow me. Uh, I'm at David Robiano. Uh, that's uh, R-O-B-E-A-N-O uh, on Twitter. And come visit us at the Jekyll and Hyde Club. We're on 44th Street between Broadway and 8th. You can't miss us. Huge skeleton on the front. And uh, just just tell them that you know David. I uh, can't guarantee you anything for free, but I can guarantee you you'll have a great time. Great. Is there a website for that yet? Uh, there is. You can try the Jekyll and Hyde Club.com. Jekyll and Hyde Club.com. Great. I'm going to check it out myself. All right. Thank you, David. It's been great having you. And I will see you at the club. Thanks, Patrick. Thank you. Bye. Yay. Good job, David. Is it okay? No, this is great. This is great. And considering I was not in the best mood sitting down, it's been a stressy day and I have a million things to do. And I was sitting down going, I felt like I was annoying you during the burnt offerings thing. I'm no, sorry. you weren't. <laughs> you weren't at all. You, you're really smart about movies. You're really, sometimes you just have to like, uh, talking to you about movies, you just have to keep up. I know. I know. No, I mean, I know. I know. I think too much about these things. And, you know, I know it's great. It's the English major in me, too. That like was analyze, 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 analyze. No, it's it's definitely great. It's great. Yeah. Okay. well, um, when are you aiming for this one to be on? Uh, Possibly Saturday, maybe Sunday. Wow. Yeah. Exciting. Let me know and I'll put it all through my uh, social networking. Through your business. Yeah, very cool. Um, I'm glad it was great seeing you yesterday, and I'm glad you liked the place. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Um, it was so nice to see my old friends. Like, it's Toby. I know, right? <laughs> I so, forgot about Toby. I'm so happy. So high up there, though. He's so high. We can't play with his butt anymore. You saw Betty, right? I mean, you, you knew I did Betty. see Betty. Yeah. Um, she looks amazing. Doesn't she look great? She's 74. Bitch. <laughs> she is 74, and she is still working constantly. Good for her. Yeah. All right, I got to boogie, David. I got to go get new glasses and do a million things before my show tonight. Bro, have fun. I will see you soon. Yes, you will. Okay, bye-bye. Bye, Pickle. I don't know how to hang up. (laughs) (laughs) There's a little red phone thing at the bottom, a telephone receiver. You're on full screen. I don't know. Oh, there it is. I see it. Okay, bye-bye. Bye, babe.